Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. Is college football happening? Nobody knows. But what we do know is the NCAA needs a commissioner for football. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith, because I finally have my Max Kellerman back with AJ back from L.A. after finishing the album with Wiz. How did the album go, AJ? A uh, bit of a hang-up there, Rob. Um, we got about a week and a half into the into the recording sesh. Wiz started talking about the Steelers, and he realized I wasn't the Steelers fan of the podcast. Oof. <laughs> sent wow. me home. Said, said, go fuck yourself, Super Bowl 40 champs, and sent me home. Black and yellow, black and yellow, baby. <laughs> Today we'll be continuing our summer scouting series with prospects from the most important conference in my mind, the Pac-12. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving up to Cleveland maybe Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell Don't draft specialists on the first day Don't draft specialists on the second day Maybe draft a punter in the six We'll see Let's go seven rounds Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact to those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you've feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means needed to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and then submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. It can be anything from graphic design to audio, video, writing, any anything that falls under uh, the creative realm. And that's to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Also, there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. AJ, sports are back this week for real, apparently. So, the sp- baseball, baseball—it's kind of a sport. The sp- They're not bubbling, Rob. It's the sports, kind of sketchy. The sport—the the Jays aren't allowed to play in Toronto. 
They don't have a home and they play in six days or something like that. They're, they looked at Buffalo for a little bit. The sport- they don't have lights in Buffalo, apparently. <laughs> That's hilarious. The sports world is slowly making its way back. The NBA announcing its return in late July. Yeah, Bubble Watch is sick. All the basketball players are just shotgunning gears because they don't know what to do. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all resume play, and BetOnline is the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline is simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best prop bets in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device. Join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Do you have any uh, picks for the M- the MLS's back tournament, Rob? The MLS's back tournament? New York Red Bulls. Yeah. Pick. The house? Okay. Two teams are dro- dropped out immediately. Um, my other pick is the uh, the Montreal Monster Energy. <laughs> that was a bad joke. You shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> I don't know why. I liked it. Thank you. Okay, hold on. you got to give me one more then. Um, okay. The... Uh, Um, what's the other energy drink brand? Oh, the, I've got I've got the, one for you. Okay, yeah. The uh, the Bismarck Zions. Do you remember that energy drink? <laughs> yeah, was, good one. It was like the old UFC sponsor. <laughs> Bismarck, I, the capital of soccer in America, too. Yeah, I drank one of those ones. I thought you were gonna go for like the Richmond Rockstar. No, too easy. Low hanging fruit. I, I uh, I've experimented with lots of energy drinks. I used to be addicted to them. So, do you have? Did you ever try Zions? Oh yeah, hell, I've okay. I, I'm pretty sure I've tried like pretty much. If an energy drink is offered with zero sugar, I've probably tried it. Did it make you better at biology? I assume that's what it does. No, but I became really good at UFC fighting. Okay, <laughs> just out on the street though. Yeah, street fighting. Kimbo Slice style recipes. The king. Anyway, Pac-12. We're finally at the Power 5. You're back. Uh, it feels We're weird. We're finally at the Power 5. Uh, there's legitimate NFL talent. There's legitimate first-round talent. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it, Rob. As an overview, it's kind of strange how loaded it, the Pac-12 seems to be at certain positions and how unloaded it is at others. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Agree. Uh, tackles one of those loaded positions, and I, I don't know if it was just because I'm so used to watching bad tackles. So I was glad when we talked pre-show, and you agree that it's a it's a good spot. No, it's a really good tackle group. Um, I think that's I the mean, consensus we, too. Yeah, we knew we knew the top guy was good, but then the the other one, lots of players. Yeah, Walker surprises. Little. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll talk Walker Little later, Rob. Um, but I, I I think overall I thought there might be a little bit more in terms of offensive playmakers. Um, and in yeah. front seven players, specifically defensive linemen, but yeah, no good. Edge rushers, DBs, though. edge rushers, it was lacking a little bit too. But hey, next week's the Big Twelve, so we save our playmakers for that conference. Hey, uh, JD Spielman's there now too. Yeah, that came out late last night, eh? It did. I see. Okay, let's let's save JD Spielman for next week. Right? I, but I am excited he's there because that was a big get. It is, but they don't have a quarterback, so it kind of sucks. Max Duggan's got hype, trust me. 
know. We'll see. We'll see next week, Rob. I've read a lot of college football articles this offseason. Max Duggan's getting hyped. Okay. All right. Well, he's he's not eligible, so we won't be watching him. No, I'll watch him. (laughs) Okay. I'm only going to watch Max Duggan next week, though. You do love uh, former Elite 11 quarterbacks. Speaking of former Elite 11 quarterbacks, who's your. uh, Who who is the. Do you have any draftable grades on the Pac 12 quarterbacks? Uh, and second question, who's your top quarterback from the Pac-12? I do not have any draftable grades. I have one yeah, borderline. Davis Mills my top guy. Okay, me too. And that was why I made that elite 11 transition that was so smooth. I kind of figured, Rob. Uh, after him, if you want to just jump ahead, I got Garbers. I, I don't mind. I think Garbers it has the chance to propel himself in a draftable Draftability, draftability, um, draft a probability. For, for the for right. the most part, like the quarterbacks were like, uh, well, it's it's funny because they the the Pac twelve now has Jake Bentley and Anthony Brown who are both like transfers have, have who are both transfers who have both played a lot but are both like maybe not going to be the starters anyway. I I gotta come clean. I think two years ago I kind of liked Jake Bentley and I'm like, oh, I'm so wrong when I when he's played the next season so. Well, I mean, when he was, what, a sophomore, he, like, looked like yeah. he could maybe be, grow to something and, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, Anthony Brown, I, I think, could start at so many other Power 5 schools, but Oregon's kind of got a thing going with Tyler Show, so he probably mm. won't. Kind of just bad luck for him, to be honest. Yeah. So, let, let's focus on, uh, I guess let's let's start with Davis Mills. We both have him as our top guy. He's a former, he was ranked ahead of, uh, was he QB1 in that class that Tua was in? I feel like he was. I know he's sure. ranked he was, ahead of him. He was a five-star, obviously, like you said, Elite 11. And uh, he he started finally getting to play last year when KJ Costello yeah. got hurt. Inconsistent, but flashes again. It was only a Richard sophomore. Um, yeah, you can see a path to him becoming something, and I know they're really Absolutely. high on him, and that's obviously why Costello transferred out to Mississippi State. Um, I-, I thought he looked really good on rhythm throws. Yeah, he's really like he's got good composure and like will stand in the pocket, deliver the throws. Like you said, really good in rhythm, which is impressive for a a younger quarterback. You know, that's usually like a like unless it's really easy throws, but. It was a lot of, you know, play action, just three-step drop, the ball's coming out of his hand quick, which I think is impressive for a guy who's only played in minimal games as a he, college athlete. He's He feels like he, he was almost, um, like he's probably one of those kids who's grown up with personal quarterback coaches because he's so clean uh, footwork yeah. and mechanic-wise. Yeah. And he's quick, got the size, too. Yeah, quick, quick release. It's just kind of when... Outside of rhythm, outside of structure, is where he kind of loses me. Um, he's you, not. You, okay. Yeah, go ahead. He's not a great athlete. He doesn't extend plays all that well. Uh, it, his decision making under fire is questionable. Sometimes and his yeah. he, his poise again. He's a young quarterback and he hasn't played that much either. So that that all comes with it. Uh, I I was hoping um, he he would make some bigger deep throws I thought that was kind of the arm talent like it, he's got enough arm I, I was hoping he'd have a bigger arm but it like yeah the flashes are speckled in but you're right like nothing major but some 40 yard completions um quickly going back to his athleticism I, I yeah he's definitely not a great athlete at all but I, I thought he can make some really nice throws off platform so that kind of goes to show that 
he's got that arm talent. Uh, again, we haven't seen him too much, so um, going forward and like you said with more uh, more playing time, I think that's something to build upon. I think he, he's clearly got NFL talent. Uh, he's got yeah. two more years too. Like dude, it's not like he's a, a senior or anything, but um, he, he's definitely a guy who you could see kind of making that rise. I yeah. in contrast, like I think KJ Costello two years ago was better than what I saw from Davis Mills last year. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but again, he he hasn't he just hasn't played that much. This is like a very small sample size. You can you can see him becoming um, potentially becoming a consistent pocket passer. Let's jump yeah. to Garbers, who I think is very interesting. He uh, w- went healthy last year. I think Cal was seven and zero. That's a nice stat. Thank you. Really. Solid athlete. Um, I, I was like, I, I like I watched Cal games last year, but until you threw on the tape, I was surprised at how athletic he was. Yeah, he he's a very f- willingly physical runner. Yeah, like he, he he makes guys miss. He breaks some tackles. Like it's not like he's a special athlete, but like it, it's enough to get outside, make throws, and pick up first downs here and there. Like pretty consistently, to be honest. Yeah. The, so I think the thing with Garbers was um, physically. Like, he's got enough arm. He's a good athlete. Um, and, and you saw flashes of him doing the little things well. I think uh, against Arizona State, he had a big completion down the sideline where he held the safety just like a half second to create uh, separation and and dropped a dime. And there's the throws like that were sprinkled in, and that kind of gets your attention. And if he can stay healthy as a redshirt junior this year, this Cal team's got a lot of talent. Um Again, I don't. Even, we don't know that the football season is going to happen, but if it does, like this, this Cal team seems poised to have a pretty solid year in, in the Pac-12. And yep. As long as he can stay healthy, I, I think uh, he's a guy. Maybe in two years, we're looking at it a little, a little harder. No, yeah, I feel the same way. Like there's, like, like there's a lot to clean up for him with him. But like you said, the flashes are there, and it was only redshirt sophomore tape. So, I agree. I think there, there's to build upon. Um, Anyone else you really want to talk about at the quarterback position? I, I wanted to just so much more, wanted to see so much more from Dorian Thompson Robinson. He, he's my third guy, but like uh, a uh, bit lower. He's he, fun. He's so so raw, and like he only played quarterback for one year of high school. Yeah, and, and I think you can kind of see that he just hasn't. He, he seems like he just isn't comfortable a lot of the time, and he yeah, can do some special sure. things as a runner. Which kind of gets you excited, and I think he's got—he's clearly got some arm talent. Just he—he he really lacks touch, um, and his ball placement's so sporadic, and you just want to see him yeah. play more. And he's also not getting a ton of help at UCLA. He—he—he's uh, yeah. he, a guy like. It's funny. I think Mills, Garbers, and DTR—all three of them, those are the three most interesting quarterbacks because. They all have the flashes of something that, that they could be. Yep. None of them are there yet. Um, and it's funny because the Pac-12 had a lot of NFL talent at quarterback in recent years. And this year it's just – it's a lot of unknowns because also like like I already talked about Tyler Show at Oregon and Jacobs – those guys are sophomores. But Jacob Sermon at Washington, guys like that where it's just – there's lots of big recruits at quarterback in the Pac-12, but no, nobody's really established themselves yet. And then you got Slovis and Daniels. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the those those guys obviously are future 
potential future first round picks in 2022 yeah. and then well hey did you like Kevin Thompson the Sac State to Washington transfer uh he's really old which I didn't know he's I think he's like 25 he's, already. Uh, he's, he's my favorite prospect because he's like the only one older than us that's <laughs> I think he's still younger than us which sucks but uh yeah I agree <laughs> to be a seventh year senior is pretty awesome. pretty alpha He's like, living, uh, do you think he's, he's like, fun? Do you think he's like Van Wilder on campus? Yeah, I think he's exactly like that. At, at Sac State, yes, he was. I see. He shouldn't have left. He should have just been like the the king of Sac State. Um, I I legitimately stuck a Dakota Pro Cop comp on him. I think he could be in the it. CFL. I love it. Can I quickly go back to DTR? Because like, like you said, kind of flashes, but like with the with Garbers and Mills, and there was flashes with DR, but it was like. It was less than flashes? What's a less than a flash, Rob? A glimpse? Well, the, the, I get, yeah, glimpse, good word. I think his flashes more came as a runner anyway. Yeah, but absolutely. Like he's, you know he's a really good athlete. His throwing motion's a bit wonky. But there were some really impressive throws. And, it, again, it was glimpses. I just think he's so green. He just has – I mean, yeah. this is only his – that was only his third year playing quarterback. Yeah. Like, since he was, like, a tyke or whatever. <laughs> And um, it shows, like, sometimes he just doesn't see defenders and throws picks. And, yeah. And yeah. I think he just got to get comfortable, and it's a combination of things, like, maybe if he didn't go to UCLA and he went somewhere where there was an established starter and he could have actually, like, sat and learned yeah. the position and the nuances instead of kind of being... There was so much pressure put on him right away because he was a big was. recruit. He was thrown into the Chip Kelly system when Chip Kelly was coming back to college football with the UCLA hype and... In yep. theory, he's the perfect type of athlete to run that system. So I think there was a lot of uh, expectation, and it just wasn't a great setup for him to succeed right away. So, yeah. But he, he's, I mean, at worst, he's an exciting and really fun college quarterback. And I think he did get better from his frosh year to his Oh, he did, for sure. Is, for sure. He was, yeah. I mean, if you. He was a disaster. Yeah. And if you go, remember that Washington State game, the UCLA comeback? Like, he was the fantastic comeback, yeah. down the stretch of that game. Obviously, there was some turnover luck and a lot going on there, but he, um, there was flashes of what, it, like, the overall athleticism and, and ability to make plays out of structure gets you excited. And he's he's got a sure. talent. So, I don't know. It, sure. it, it might take a while, but he's. He's gonna. He's always. He's gonna be talked about just because he's got that. The UCLA's got the Chip Kelly hype around it still, even though it hasn't worked out. And he's this great athlete. I can already feel like in two years he's gonna be like one of those guys that's like working out with the right QB coach in the draft process and like oh one to keep an eye. On, you know what I mean? Like all big. <laughs> yeah, George, kind of George Whitfield trains him. I'm actually reading Bruce Feldman's book, The QB, right now, and it's so much about all those quarterback trainers. It's really weird. It's fun. Uh, lots of Johnny Speak- Manziel. I don't know how the Browns <laughs> drafted him in the first round here. Like this is, it's like during his time at. This is way off topic, but it's during his time at Texas A&M. And he just sounds like such an asshole. The Cowboys would have drafted him, Rob. The Cleveland had to. <sighs> it also talks about how Tim Tebow like admitted to being scared of throwing the football. So oh God, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, anyway, off the quarterback position um, into the running back position, where the, the Pac twelve's got some fun running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, three draftable guys off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've got three. Wow. Uh, who's your top guy? My guy's CJ Verdell. I love CJ Verdell. 
Uh, I also have C.J. Verdell. Had a draftable on him last year, too, Rob, if you remember. Me, too. Uh, he's my top guy. Yeah, he... Um, <laughs> He's he runs so damn hard mm-hmm. for a smaller guy. He's compact. He, he's like he he's got some weight to him, but he's still quite small. But he 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 runs so hard in his contact balance and his short area quickness. I really really like him. He reminds me a lot of Philip Lindsay when he was at Colorado. Oh, yeah, I like that. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I like that. Rob. Yeah, where it's like he he seems like he weighs more than he probably does because he yeah. runs so hard and he doesn't necessarily have that top end athleticism but he's got that the the agility uh to kind yeah. of rip off his cut he's so explosive out of cuts versus he yeah, might not yeah. have that long speed yeah he, it's it's definitely more burst than top end speed um like you said he's just a hard runner and i, I think he's just he all around tough hard football player like even in blocking like he's really willing bit hit or miss but yeah i i like him a lot i think he's gonna keep getting better to be honest because like he's a little bit impatient at times i find which is like hard to blame because that oregon offensive line was so good and still is really good so it's like he's just trusting his line do you know what i mean so kind of just gets him into the pile at times but uh yeah i i got a fifth on him i think he's like i think he right now he's a top 10 running back for me in the class all right, all right, and uh, I, 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 think he, I think he catches the ball pretty well too. He does. He doesn't do it too, too often. Exactly, his hands are definitely solid. I, I mean, agree. I'm excited to see what that Oregon offense does in general next, or the, if this season happens, it, it might be next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with with Joe Moorhead calling the plays, and yeah, I mean, you look at Joe sure. Moorhead's history with running backs, like obviously Saquon Barkley, and even what he was doing at Mississippi State with Kylan Hill, like. Yeah, I, like I know Verdell's already broken out. He had like what twelve hundred yards last year. Yeah, he's but, back to back thousand now. Yeah, which is impressive. But he could even break out even more if that makes any sense. Yeah, this next season, Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he uh, he's definitely a, a a guy who, at minimum, I think is a stable contributor in a backfield. Yeah, that's how I I feel like already he's like. He could walk into the NFL and be like a really nice number two back. Yeah, like he, I think he, I think it's smart he went back to school, but I, yeah. I think he, he would have been on an NFL roster if he didn't. Agreed. Okay, so is your two back Max Borgie? Absolutely. Come on. You, first of all, Max Borgie should have been my running back one, but I like Verdell too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Borgie so much. Like, Okay, obviously everyone knows he, he catches a shit ton of balls. It's what, 86 catches last year. But it, it's not just by design. His hands are legit really good. And it's not just that. He's also, like, really savvy in, in the pass game, I find. Like, his eyes are always really active. Like, he reads for the blitz. He stays in. And if it's not there, he, he goes in to catch the ball. And he's always in open zones, always being an outlet for uh, Anthony Gordon last year, um, for his quarterback. I, I think he's just, like... Is so smart and so advanced in that facet of the game. Yeah, I think he could be a slot receiver if he wanted to. Um, See, I, I like the routes are nice. I think they're they're really nice. I, I, like again, it's not the Christian McCaffrey where like yeah, you could actually be a slot receiver. But yeah, like in college, I'm sure you could be. Yeah, he I mean, he's gonna get all these <laughs> Christian McCaffrey comparisons. I'm sure during he's, the, he's not the he's not the same athlete. No, he's he's but during like you know the way. When you watch a college football uh, game, like the comparisons are just insane. It's going to be every single game. It's going to yeah. be he's Christian he's, McCaffrey. He's also 
uh, from like the same area in Colorado, so that doesn't help. He's also white. Um, <laughs> he, he's a great pass catcher, but yeah, he's not the same athlete. He's really good short area quickness, fantastic yep. hands. I think the maybe the best hands uh, among running backs in the class. Actually, no, Kenneth th- Gainwell has better hands, but um, second right. best. Uh, and I think the what holds you back with him and what's going to hurt him is I don't think he's a fantastic athlete. I exactly like he's definitely not the speediest, not the burstiest, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. And he's not but, actually that. He, like he's not a terrific. Like he could be a change of pace runner, but yeah, his his role in the NFL is as a satellite back. My comp on him right now is James White. <laughs> I feel that very much so. Yeah. He just also like I think also like White like he runs really hard for his size too and like like really he's a really patient runner he's got really good vision and like that translates to after the catch and like you said like the the short area quicks the agility that's all good it's just yeah the top end athleticism I'm interested to see what his role looks like in the Rolovich offense mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, gonna be really interesting I, I wonder if uh, obviously like going from the air raid to the run and shoot. It's yeah. pretty funny for him. Um, the run and shoots less running back pass game oriented for the most part. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that drops off, but it, we'll see if he it, if he gets more actual carries. It, it'll be really interesting to see how that that ends up working out. Okay, quickly go, going to the south. Sorry, Rob. I, I love Max Borey. I'm going to do 45 more minutes. Um, let me go. You uh, love white guys. Going gotcha. to the <laughs> running backs, kind of yeah. Uh, going to the the, the satellite back role, like he's not the best blocker no. yet, but he's really he's really willing. So like that that's a great sign, and he already seems really smart at doing it. So uh, what you're drafting him to be a satellite back, you're you're not a hundred percent there, but you're, you know you're like you're ninety percent confident with his pat like with that, right? You think you can get him in and coach him up? Is what I'm saying. Most of the running backs are bad at pass blocking, so it's like yeah, and he—it's willingness more than at, at more this than anything. at this point in the process too. If I see a running back who is good at it, that's more noteworthy to me than the ones that are bad at it, because so many of them are just not good. Are at bad? It. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, no, let me ask you a quick tangent off the running back. Do do you grade wide receiver blocking? I do. It's something that cro- okay. All right, I, I don't very minimally, it. but for the most part, it's on. Uh, I, I it's I was, kind of the same way. It's you only notice it when it's awesome. Yeah, I think more like for running backs, I really try to pay attention to it, and I always. It's way it. more important for running backs, though. Yeah, I, for for me at wide receiver, I don't grade it. This crossed my mind. I wanted to talk to you about it. That's why I'm bringing it up. I don't grade it, but like when someone's really good at it, it endears me to them, and I probably give them a bit of a bump. Like Heinz Ward, you had a first on him coming out of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, and Kirk Merritt, I had a first <laughs> last year. Hey. Arkansas State receivers are are, are are friends. Yeah, I didn't get to talk about, but also love Jonathan Adams. So, um, okay, who's your third running back? UCLA's Demetric De- De- Felton. Why are all the running backs satellite backs? He's I don't know. Weird, he's like, do we even call him a running back? That's what I was thinking. He is so much. Like, obviously, his role will also be as a satellite back, like UCLA uses him more in the passing game than they do as a runner. It'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens with Josh Kelly gone now, but um, yeah, to me, he's like almost more of a slot receiver you line up all over because he does so yeah. little on the ground. He does so much 
as like a yak pass catcher. Um, Definitely. You know what's interesting though? Like, so he's what five nine one eighty five. Yeah, that's what I got. And like his body type looks almost like you put a running back and a wide receiver together. It's kind of interesting. Like he's got a really strong lower body, but like the top half of a wide receiver. And then, like like you said, he lines up like just in the slot a lot, and he runs legitimately nice routes. Return man got, upside too, and return yeah, to kick return touchdown last year did did the bulk of the duty there. Uh, Help like super fast off the line, like he's a legit wide receiver. Like yeah, well here's then, like, I, I'm I'm so spot on with my comps today. So I got theoretic for him because theoretic did so little as an actual running back, and all his damage came as a pass catcher. Yeah, he's a uh, he's smaller CJ Pro size. Nice. I I don't have a, a draftable on Felton. Uh, I do. I like him. I think there's a, a satellite role for him. I think just because he his hands aren't quite as good as Borgie, but they're really good, and the route running is super impressive. But yeah, I understand why you want it. It's because he's kind of like a real hybrid right now. And right? I I wonder if he'll just. Because he, like, even with Josh Kelly gone, I don't think that really means anything for him in terms of playing, actually playing more running back. Because I just don't think, like, to pigeonhole him into either position seems kind of silly. Yeah, and I don't think Kelly will. I I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, it's probably going to mean more touches, but not more uh, lining up at running back. Yeah, and I think he might end up just being seen more as an actual slot receiver at the next level. Yeah, yeah, and... He's he's an interesting weapon to watch out for though for sure. Uh, no, I absolutely love when a team, when a college football team is just kind of willing to use guys the way Felton was used by Chip Kelly at UCLA, where it's mm-hmm. he's just he doesn't really have a position. Let's line him up all over and just get the ball in his hands and yeah. let him do what he does. Um, another kind of satellite back type who I, I'm just still bought like keeping. I bought a lot of shares in him when he was a freshman, and I'm just holding out hope. Stephen Carr at USC. Um, I remember. I remember you buying him shares. Uh, I I didn't. <laughs> well, he's been so hurt. he was a big recruit too, yeah. and then he's been so yeah, hurt. And I thought last year with uh, Graham Harrell taking over and them going to the air raid, it was going to help him a lot because he's a good pass catcher too and a really good athlete. But um, yeah. he he was banged up again and inconsistent. I'm hoping. I'm still holding out hope that he can be a Kenyon Drake. Because uh, uh, he, like, like you said, big recruit. I think he was five star, uh, six foot two fifteen. Like he's well built. He catches the ball he, well. He's got a, he, He's really explosive. He's elusive. Yeah, he's got the makings of something. It's just it's not all come together yet. Um, and because of the injuries, like you said. Yeah, yeah and, and they used uh, the the big uh, the bigger back. Uh, oh God, this is gonna be so hard for me to try and say. Vavai Malipia. That was yeah, yeah. super wrong, but they because a lot of the time, time, like the air raid offense, when it runs the ball, they like the big backs, and um, so that that was he he got the bulk of the carries last year, and so we'll see what Stephen Carr ends up being this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still hold out hope. Um, I also think Chris Brown at Cal's uh, interesting big back. Just a just a junior, I threw the Rashard Mendenhall comp on him. <laughs> Um, but no, he, he, he's got some power, some strong contact balance, and, and he really started to come on late in the season. He, he, he catched the ball pretty well for a bigger back too. So mm-hmm. he, he's just a true junior, the Cal team. I'm just, I think I'm buying stock on Cal. Did you, 
Uh, c- congrats. <laughs> did, did you expect more from Jamar Jefferson? Yeah, I didn't think he was very good. Uh, me neither, which kind of sucks. I, I was kind of excited to well, watch him. Because he, um, he had that big freshman year, and then last year he was kind of banged up, and Art Pierce yeah. took a lot of the, the touches, and then I thought, well, let's see. And then it was just kind of, there was a not a whole lot going on there. I agree. Um, you want to j- yeah. jump to receivers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Is Amon Ross St. Brown your number one? He is not my number one receiver. Oh, wow. Okay, because I, I absolutely love him. He's he's one of my I, favorite players so far. I have a big grade on him. Uh, this is weird, but I, I think I fell in love with Frank Darby, Rob. Darby's really good. He's my number two. I had, like, no... Like, they, they grade up pretty similar for me, and they're both pretty big grades, but... Uh, I, I didn't have much expectations going to Darby, and then he kind of blew me away. I know it's... I didn't see a lot of him, but... Uh, man, I kind of fucking love him. Do, do you want to start with Darby? Sure. Let's start with Darby. I'm, I'm excited. Arizona State Receiver Factory. Um, yeah. He's six just, one, two hundred. I thought he yeah. was really well rounded. I thought he, yep. he was. Um, I really liked his release game. Yep. Um, I thought he tracked the ball pretty well too. Yeah. He, he had the speed to separate downfield. Yeah. Like he could. He. He. He did a lot of. He's a big play type guy. Yeah, and like. After the catch, he's really tough to get on the ground. Uh, like good, good like vision after the catch, and like you said, um, like on the deep routes, the, the deep speed is there. Like you said, he tracks the ball well and got some nuance, got some wiggle in the I, I, the Oregon game. Had that little, I don't want to even call it a double move, kind of like a stutter. Uh, and then like contested catch ability. Again, it, it, the big issue was he just wasn't asked to run too many routes. It seemed it was just goes curls and crossing routes. But uh, I I like the parts and I feel like he's going to be a huge breakout. Well, we we had we had the Nikhil Harry, then yep. the hype was around Brandon Ayuk the next year, and he he steps into the spotlight. Now is the Derby's turn to stop step into the spotlight, especially Jaden Daniels think, in year two. Exactly, I think him and Daniels are going to be on another level this year. Like uh, just throwing his stats out: thirty one catches, but six hundred sixteen yards, eight TDs. Like I think he's in, in for a huge year this year, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. I, I I really like him, but Amon Ross St. Brown, I absolutely love. How big is your grade on uh, Amon Ross? Uh, like I think he's like a top fifty guy for me right now. Okay, I, I'm not that high on him, but I do like him. But he's like receiver twelve. <laughs> That's how, receiver. There's a lot of fucking receivers. Um, uh, obviously, he was he was what a true sophomore last year, so putting up a thousand yards with mouse to feed there was really impressive. Um. He is 37th on my board right now, but somehow that makes him okay. receiver 12. Holy fuck. <laughs> so, that's a big uh, uh, right. he's, I think he's really uh, twitchy in short areas. I think he's really yeah. great body control. He makes some amazing uh, ball adjustment grabs. Um, he can separate downfield. He, yep. he he can line up in the slot. He can win out wide. Uh, he's. Yep. I think he's got a lot of potential to become a really good route runner because he's such a, like I said, short area twitched up guy. Um, yep. There were some concentration drops. I thought uh, there was, I think it was the bowl game against Iowa was his worst showing of the four games I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I think he's also poised with Pittman gone too. He's going to have a, a, a monster year. Him and Slovis have such nice chemistry. And if yep. he if he gets, he a lot of the time he was more of the safety net with Pittman being the downfield guy. And I think if we get some more, uh, Downfield plays to Monra. He, uh, I, I also just love the St. Brown family. So, 
<laughs> I I definitely agree with you there. It's like I, I feel like Amon Ra is going to be the big play guy, and Vons is going to be the more safety net type this year. Yeah, just because they they kind of suit that style, both of them. Um, yeah, I, I saw the same things you did. Again, sophomore year, kind of kind of hard for me to give him that big a grade, but I got like an early day two grade on him. Um, like like, there's a lot to like. Well, that's I, the same he's... grade I have. Oh, sorry, early day three. I don't oh, know that too. Ooh, my bad. You're low on him. Yeah, I don't know. He's got two years to impress me, Rob. Uh, what don't you like who, about him? I don't know. It's just like he felt well rounded, but he didn't. To me, he didn't feel like super special. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was the Iowa game that uh, Sour. He had a couple did. drops in that game. And he struggled against uh, the the bigger. Press. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what got me, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I definitely think he's gonna be a riser. I mean. You know what I mean? You, he's, he's probably going to go higher than I already you, have him. So. You know who I liked more than I knew I was going or thought I was going to like? Your Who's boy that? Johnny Johnson. He's pretty good, right? He's well, he's twitchy and explosive. Yeah, he's just not very like nuanced. Like his route running feels like mm-hmm. it could be good because he, he he's actually very I thought was pretty impressive with his release game. Which makes me think he can develop into a route runner, but it, it just kind of wasn't totally there. They also, again, Oregon's offense was so weird last year. Like he, yeah. half his routes were screens or goes and like nothing else. And then what, his hands. Didn't are he have one? Yeah, didn't he have one where it was like a fake screen go? Uh, wasn't that Johnny Johnson? I, I saw that play on another player's tape. I can't remember. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, a lot of those tricky types. He's interesting for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a really – I think he's a really good athlete. He just um, – he's going to struggle, like, he struggle uh, at the at the catch point. And yeah. He's like that. But I think he's got some uh, – if that Oregon offense really opens up this year, he's a guy who's poised yeah, to have a big, big season, I think. Yeah, no, I feel the same. Uh, did you like Tyler Vons? I, th- I think you put it well where he the safety net rule is kind of a good spot for him this year, where it's like he doesn't do anything super special. Yeah, he's got pre- like trustworthy hands, yeah. solid route runner. I don't think he's a great athlete. He's, no, he's, he's not. But the, he, the body control is really I, impressive. I was about to say that where it's, he plays bigger than he is, and he wins some fifty-fifty balls you don't expect them to win. Um, he, he's a guy who I could see being a, a, a late day three guy. Yeah, that's that's where I have him. I, I like that, like, like you said, like or like like you said, I said just safety net guy, really savvy, uh, strong hands. Like you said, not not the best athlete, but another guy struggles with physical play a bit. But mm. uh, yeah, like a like a day three guy that you get in and maybe your fourth receiver type. I'll throw one more. Uh, Katie Nixon at Colorado. I think he's an interesting guy. Return man upside. Really yeah. small but explosive. explosive. I think his release is awesome because his feet are so quick and he's so he's twitchy. But he kind of not great hands, can get bodied. Yeah. He's not going to win through contact. But he he's an interesting guy just because I think he's a very good athlete. Should be getting more looks this year too. Yeah. I remember yeah, I, 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 liked, I liked him last year as like a late draftable just as like because you saw the explosiveness, I'm like, all right, this is something I can buy into as potential. I didn't really make that step this year, but well, the, yeah, I mean, Colorado in general just kind of stunky. Yeah, uh, he. But you could see him maybe being a like not to say this is where he's going to be, but like a Taylor Gabriel type of receiver. Yeah, like there's just because he's he's explosive, there's a role for him. He's the guy that's always going to be on the. And, and he can, and he's a return man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, I, I, I'm going to bang the table for one tight end. I don't know if you liked any tight ends or if you saw this guy, but Brent Keithy, I, Keith at Utah. Keith, he's, Keithy. he's so weird. I love him. 6'2", 235. If you didn't know he was a tight end, you would think he was a wide receiver, I think. Um, yeah. Really great route runner for a tight end. Pretty much predominantly really plays H-back. Uh, yeah, really good athlete. Uh, he is currently my tight end four or five. I, think, I like him a lot. I think, especially with, obviously, the the trend of, well, I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a big trend, but the team's at like two tight ends. Like, he is the perfect... Complimentary tight end? Yeah, type. where you're moving him around, getting him the ball in different ways. Like, uh, he's obviously where he's going to struggle, like, he doesn't block very well like he's an effort guy but it's he just doesn't have the 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 the, um play strength yep but if you you can you see some there's some uh spots you and i think he'll have a big year for utah too this year like i think he's the guy who's gonna drive that offense um it's just uh he's so explosive in uh, out of his breaks when as a route runner for a tight end you just don't see that much this tight end class is really cool though yeah, no, for sure. He like I, I got him like in a mid day three grade. Like yeah. like you said, just a, like a legit mover. He's legit fluid. Uh, he's good after the catch. Like he, he actually makes guys miss. The hands are, are I don't I don't want to say they're great. But he, they're they're, he, they're okay. Yeah, and he'll he's he's not like the throw it up in the red zone. He'll win 50, yeah. 50 balls tight end. Like yeah, he's the. Aaron Hernandez to the Rob Gronkowski type of tight end. That's uh, I, but, fe- I feel not yeah. great using that, but like that's the it, it crossed my mind as I was watching him. That, but I didn't want to say that. It. That is like the the tight end duo that teams want. So um, the weirdest thing about him, or the most fun to be honest, is like they keep using him on like like tight end sweeps. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got the juice to get around the edge and break it up. Like. Uh, he had 102 yards on six carries last year with three touchdowns. And yeah. two of those touchdowns came against Colorado. And it's like, he looks like he's like a wide receiver getting a That's sweep. If you, if you put him in a cool play caller's offense, I think you get the, and like maybe he's not the, the he's not the go-to tight end, right? And you're using him in a plethora of ways. Like, he's a guy who like can line up at H-back, can line up at the backfield, yeah. can line up as a slot. I, I think there's just so much you could get out of him and his skill set in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. There's there's gonna be a role for him as long as you get him with a creative coach. Okay, you want you want to get to this loaded tackle group? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start with with the the man of the hour, Panay Sewell. Is he your number one offensive tackle? <laughs> I pulled a fast one on you with Amon Ra in the wide receiver group, not being my wide receiver one, but uh, yeah, Panay Sewell's my tackle number one. Really. I like that. People are so starved for it now. Like, we're getting the... Did you see the Matt Miller tweet the other day that he's hearing from I did. NFL scouts that Panay Sewell's, like, tackle four and Walker Little's ahead of him? And yeah, Sam Cosimi and Walker Little are ahead of Panay Sewell. And uh, Dylan Red News. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I saw someone else on draft Twitter, like, tweeting out all the negative plays Panay Sewell has as if... as, as if uh, top-end prospects ne- aren't supposed to have negative plays when when people are pointing out the ne- like hold on let me rephrase this when people are like tweeting out clips of the negative plays 
Uh, it's because they're looking for the negative plays, and it means that they're a really fucking good football player. Because <laughs> that's like how we always do it. It's like, all right, Sewell, we know's amazing. What's the negatives? You know what I mean? Well, it's like the Chase Young thing last year. You didn't have any sacks exactly. in the against Clemson. He had twelve pressures, but that doesn't twelve pressures. But uh, okay, yeah, there, like there are negative plays because he's a human being, and, and he was he was a, a true sophomore left sophomore. tackle in the Pac twelve. Um, was he like eight? 18 at this point last year? No, 19. He's, he's young. He's young, yeah. He won any, he's he's he won not any 20 early. Yeah, which is <laughs> crazy. He, Anyways. I, okay, obviously, I, th- I think the first thing, at least I noticed, he's massive, 6'6", 330, yep. but he's such an explosive offensive lineman. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, what game was it? Uh, the Auburn game, the very first snap, week one. Uh, he got out on a screen and just fucking put a guy on his ass. I like, have, a quick I, screen in that Oregon offense. Yeah. I think, what, this is our fourth year doing this? I, I haven't seen an offensive lineman that big, that smooth a mover, uh, especially because, like, the the way the Oregon offense ran so many receiver screens where they'd ask him to get out in front. Yeah. He did yeah. so consistently, and he just maul people. He is... He's amazing. Um, he's my number one player in the class right now. I think uh, his feet are really impressive for how young an offensive tackle he is. But yeah. He, and then he, he once he's got you, his hands are like vice grips. His anchor is so strong. He's just, he locks people down like no other. He I think my favorite thing about him is in the run game. The way he can chip and get to the second level, he's so yeah. He he, I don't know how to explain this. He he's so smart at attacking angles, and yeah. he'll he'll down block on a, a defensive lineman with the guard or whatever, and he'll chip him with like the perfect angle to then change direction and get up on a linebacker. Like his change of direction is yeah. really rare for an offensive lineman. I don't know. Yeah. I just uh, I think. I get that there are things he needs to improve. Like, there are times he, when he's getting out in front, he might not, um, he'll, he'll, he ends up with the ground sometimes. Yeah. Um, but with that, I, I, it doesn't feel like he's playing out of, off balance, though. No, it's well, it's, he's asked to do so much moving for an offensive tackle. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's just bound to happen when you're that big and moving that fast and having to block much more agile football players. You're yeah, gonna end up on the right. ground every once in a while. It's not like he's ending up on the ground at the line of scrimmage. It's usually like three, four, or five yards down. Yeah. Um, um. You know what? You know what's so interesting to me? It's like he moves people so easily in the run game. Like it, it almost feels like he gets a two-yard head start every single snap. Yo. Okay. It, against Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I swear, like he didn't have to try. It was. F- I I haven't seen an offensive lineman. Like, just seem like they're not trying, but, like, nothing's going wrong for them before. And that's what the whole time I'm watching him against Colorado. It was just, like, the pass rush was, like, he, he'd pop him and the, the pass rush would just, like, give up. Like you said, once he gets his hands on you, it's it's pretty much done. He's so good at riding a block into another block. I like, will say, yeah, he is. It's weird. <laughs> He's... It's it's crazy how far, especially in the run game, he already is as someone that's not twenty years old yet. Uh, I, I will say that there, he's a little green. Like if I'm trying to poke holes, like that guy on Twitter is uh, in pass pro at times. Like like sometimes you see stunts can kind of get him, but like yeah. these are things that like I wouldn't poke holes in. Yeah. Unless, I, 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 
I, I, I agree with you though, where sometimes he'll he'll uh, he won't recognize a stun or a blitz, and he'll he'll overcommit pick, to a guy. Yeah, yeah, he'll pick he'll he'll pick wrong. He'll guess yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and that kind of goes with. Yeah, it kind of goes with like he, he he will lunge a bit in those instances and like get off balance and pass bro sometimes. But like 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 I said earlier, just a really balanced player overall. I know again on the ground, but like you said, um, he's he's being asked to do so much and it's it's yards down the field. Um, and even like like if, if speed gets him a little bit, he's still good enough to like work them around the pocket. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For for okay, I'll, I'll just put it this way, and then we can move on. There are three prospects who, if there's a fall season, not a fall season, there's a spring season, there are three prospects who I think don't need to play another snap, like, whatsoever, and the, the, the questions, like, they shouldn't exist. And it's him, Trevor Lawrence, and Jamar Chase. That's probably accurate, yeah. And again, we're saying this as a guy who is not even 20 years old yet. Yeah. For the record, I think, there, I think there's five guys who don't have to play a snap, but those are the top three. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's, who's your second tackle in this group? It's a good group. So yeah, that's where it gets interesting because I think it was uh, pretty obvious Suell was going to be the guy. I'm for the do you? I assume a first round grade on Suell. Yeah. Yes, of course. I got a top ten grade. He would have been my tackle I, one if he came out as a true sophomore. Uh, I think he would have been for me too. I didn't go back and check, but I, I think it's like the highest grade I've given uh, in the in the summer before. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, my my second. Speaking tackle, of number two, my yeah. second is Abraham Lucas from Washington State. Mine too. I was a lot more impressed than I thought I was going to be with him, Rob. First of all, okay, uh, he's massive. The Pac-12 knows how to grow 324. these guys. Yeah, six yeah, seven and three twenty four, and it, it, I don't know if it was just I was getting Andre Dillard vibes just with how good he was with his, in pass protection with his. Uh, his feet, his base, his anchor. Yeah. He just seemed yeah. so, like, NFL ready as a pass protector. Definitely. And, again, we don't get to see him run that much and when um, run block that much. And when we do, it's kind of, you know, it's that Mike Leach wonky runs. But Yeah. Uh, That's all, the you, question. Yeah. You see a lot of the pass pro reps, and he's really fucking good at it. And he was only a redshirt sophomore last year. He's, he's, like you said, for a big boy, he moves really well. He does, yeah, like, and it, like you do get get to see him out leveraged a bit because he's six seven. Yeah, uh, not too often in pass. Like the bull rush gets him a little bit, mm. but it's like even if he gets jacked a little he, bit, he's not giving up the pressure. I was gonna say he re-anchors yeah. pretty well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I, th- I think if I was a pass rusher, my plan to beat him because he's so such a his kick steps so smooth and he, he plays with such a uh, a good base. Yeah. Like you you shouldn't go speed. Uh, like go speed power or bull him like right th- right through him I think is the best way to get him just cause he, yeah he can yeah. get a little high because he's such a tall guy um, yeah. but he re-anchors pretty damn well all things considered and then yeah the question just with him it, and it's going to always come this way with an air raid offensive lineman is pass protection or uh, sorry run blocking he's just not yeah. has to do it that much and when he is, it's it's not like actual run blocking, and you, yeah. you'd like to see him play a little more physically in the run game, and maybe maybe we'll see it in Rolo's offense. Yeah, yeah. putting the run and shoot baby, known for producing <laughs> run blockers. That's it, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, another guy with grippy hands, and you know what? Um, not to say the opposite of Sewell because he's good too, but uh, I thought his eyes were really nice in pass. Bro. Like he 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 picks up those blitzes, he finds yeah. those stunts. 
he's really uh, advanced in pass protection for a guy who's a retro sophomore. Yep, 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 yep. Washington State, tackle you. And I do think uh, he's strong enough in the run, maybe. I don't know. We saw glimpses of it. It's going to be interesting to see him try uh, to I think block, he so. could, he's a guy who legitimately could be a first-round pick come whenever the draft guys have it. I do, too. Like, I, like right now, I think he like I have a top 100 grade on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he's like, a day two guy. Yeah, I, but I agree. I think you can easily see him like as a... Like the same slot as Andre Dillard, to be honest, you know. And I like him more right now than I did Andre Dillard at this point. Oh, no, Andre Dillard. Hundred percent. Me too. Me too. Okay, who's right. your, who, I, I so I I just kind of I thought Abraham Lucas was pretty clearly the second guy. I didn't know for sure that he'd be yours. I think the 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 more fun question. Who's your third guy? I have Walker Little. Okay, I don't, but we can do Walker Little. I have him fourth. Okay. Uh, I think draft Twitter's too hating on Walker Little. But I well, and not to, I think draft Twitter for the most part's probably about where we have him. She's like a day two probably. type guy potentially. Yeah, I, I don't have him as a day two. Me neither. Grade I, yet, but I, I could easily see him as a day two. Yes. And I, I think just the problem is like the he's always mocked in the top ten. So and yeah, uh, but it's, it's draft exactly. Twitter does get annoying with it. He's a really good run blocker. He's a really physical football player. Um, yep. he, he, he's obviously well built and I think he's a, uh, a good athlete it just his pass protection is questionable and then he missed most of last year with the knee exactly like we, he only played week one so it's like people are kind of dinging him probably because it's a popular thing to do and you're only watching sophomore tape like it's kind mm. of unfair to Walker a bit but uh yeah, he, I definitely see him as like a day two guy. He, he just this time next year. He just yeah. his technique was super messy in pass protection. Yeah, and he played a little. But bit But the tools too are all there. Yeah, like he's he's got he's got a strong anchor and he's got pretty good feet. All things considered, it's yeah, it's like his feet are quick, but they get stuck again. It's just a little sloppy. It's technique and I think he's, stuff. He, yeah, and I think he's a good mover too. He kind of the word that came to my mind is springy, which is a word I've never used for an offensive lineman. Yeah, no, I don't he, know if it's a he's a good. I don't athlete. know if it's a good. Yeah, he is. So, like, like again, being 6'7", 320, at Stanford as a five-star recruit, like, he's going to keep getting mocked. You know what's weird is, so, pe- the draft Twitter loves to shit on him. And the yep. the other tacker, tackle, Foster Sorrell, um, yep. also five-star guy, also yep. has a little bit of hype. He is so much worse. Okay, thank you. He's I don't fucking have bad. Game. Northwestern? Okay. Was that joke is Gaziano just eating him alive? Cook, cooking him. Okay, I saw people uh, hyping him on Twitter as well. Uh, I threw him on. I'm like, all right, he's is the he worst than pass Walker? blocker of any of the tackles I watched. Joe Gaziano dominated. Joe Gaziano <laughs> was giving him hell. But yeah, he's big and he's a five star. It's 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 draft Twitter just trying to zig when everyone else is saying. He baby. just just to finish the Foster Sorrell hate here. Like his feet were so bad, and his he like, but also he couldn't handle power, and yeah, he was just off was balance the whole time. You <laughs> know what? I'll, I'll give him one credit: is that like, yeah, he's getting cooked, but he's a solid. Like he recovers pretty well sometimes. I think he should just play guard. <sighs> he might be. I saw people saying Walker Little is a guard, which I don't think so. Um, but yeah, he's huge too, and I don't know. Again, it, it was only Richard sophomore tape from him, but. No, he's uh, a Richard. Is is he only a Richard sophomore? Or Richard? No, junior? no, he's a, he's a senior. Yeah, yeah, is he? Oh shit! Okay, I, what if I was a Richard junior? 
know. Okay, so I, I fuck, could be uh, wrong. Who knows? No one, no one actually knows what anyone is until. That's true. Like Walker Little, did he get the medical redshirt? He probably could if he wanted. To. I don't know if they have to say it now. If you if you play four less games, I don't know if it just automatically gives you a redshirt now. I don't know. He's listed as a senior on the Stanford website. There's, there's no way. Anyway, okay, this is this isn't worth debate. <laughs> my third tackle is Jake Burton at UCLA. That's my guy. Okay, all right. Pitch me, Rob. I I, li- I think I like even I don't know. Curran's weird. I, I like him. I think about. he's he. I think he might. I really like him, Jake Curran from Cal, and I think he's if he played guard, he'd be really interesting. Okay, okay, we'll save Curran. For no, let's do him. Let's do him. You sound excited. <laughs> so I have like a day three grade on him, but yeah, he's six six three thirty five. And he's barrel chested, like he, he, like I don't know. It's so weird. He's like built like an oversized guard. Yeah, he or even eats like an oversized though, center. Right? Yeah, he's fine. Like he puts guys on the ground. He and plays run. pissed off. Yeah, his upper body is powerful. Which you know what's interesting though? It's like I, I think his lower body can get stronger because um, his anchor's a little lacking for how big. Yeah, he is. That, well, that's why I think you move him. I think he's he'd be better off as a guard because. Yeah. His pass protection is a little wonky because he's not a, I don't think he's a great athlete and his feet are, are inconsistent. And I think that's part of the anchor is his, his base gets all messed up. Yeah, yeah. His base yeah. isn't – he doesn't play with a consistent base and that leads to like you can beat him with power just going through him. Even though he's also, a really strong guy. and if he, I think he just – he'd be a really good guard. Yeah, you know what? And because especially, I find that he gets out of his stance really quick, especially for a guy of his size. Yeah. Which, yeah, he, he might not be the best athlete at tackle and, like, you know, dealing with speed and all that and getting out. But as a but guard. When he's just, yeah, when he's just run blocking and he's fucking just going forward man on man, like, he, he he's moving quick. Mm. So he's, he's just really, he, he's a good football player. He's a really good run blocker. But he's really interesting. He's just built so funny. I, I love him. I, there are a few things that make me happier than when I throw in an offensive lineman I don't know a ton about. And then, I, like, they end up being really good. Yeah. If, for me, it's always I always find that I get I get enamored quickly with guys who just get out of their stance really quick and move people in the run. Yeah, that's why Panay Sewell's our god. Um, okay. <laughs> like I said, it's like a two-yard head start, man. It's like he's... Like, it doesn't make sense. Crazy. I, I want to see. Uh, I wonder how close Penesua will be to Tristan Wirfs in terms of testing. You know what? I I almost feel like he's going to get the same thing where he's going to get his athleticism talked down. Well, Matt Miller was saying it was the play strength. That's that's kind of weird. I don't know. Either's weird. <laughs> okay, uh, let me do, let me do my Burton cool. bit. Yeah. Did you did you get to see him? I didn't. No, okay, no, no, no. okay. I, Let me sell yeah. you on him. So he's similar to Jake Curran in terms of he's a right tackle in the state of California. <laughs> okay. No, but he no, it's similar in the way that he he absolutely eats guys. He yeah. I think he had outside of Sewell the most pancake blocks I saw. Um and they okay, when they run screen, you know how they run so so many uh, like yeah. designated screens to Felton and shit. Yeah. They ask him to pull out in front a lot, and he he wouldn't necessarily get there on time. But he just he, he just eat someone on his way. Like he like he was just I don't know this dude just physical as hell. I have him above Walker Little. Um, I also think he he had some impressive quickness, uh, uh, similar in, in the way that Kern just gets out of his stance really quick. He's explosive out of it. Uh, I, I thought defeat and. 
he he had um a good base, but his feet were uh, his like his kick step could use some work. Um, and then he he could get too high as a pass protector, but his hands mm-hmm. when he got them on you, he he just lock you down. He has strong anchor. Uh, I wanted to see him get to the second level more consistently in the run game, but yeah, he's he's another guy who I think right now day three guy, but Suell, Lucas, Burton, Little, Current, I like all those guys. Uh, you know who else couldn't uh, pull and get to their, his man? Who? Foster Sarrell. Yeah, come on, dude. We're done there. <laughs> he is mystery. <laughs> when Joe Cassiano gets the best of you that many times in a row, like, just come on. To be fair, I love Joe Cassiano. <laughs> Joe Cassiano, I swear that guy played college football for seven years. He did. I'm pretty sure he's 30 now. But one more offensive tackle, Liam Ryan, the Washington State left tackle, is not bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's no, I, he's better than I thought he was going to be. I, I, Washington State's developing some good pass protectors, eh? It's it's like out of nowhere. But, yeah. Um, I guess it's important when you run there. <laughs> yeah. He, he just seemed really, really solid and consistent in pass pro, good anchor. Uh, yeah. uses uses hands pretty well, decent athlete. Now he's at, like he could be a late day three guy, I think. Yeah, no, I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, interior defensive line, who's your who's your top guy? Interior offensive line. Oh yeah, fuck! I don't have any draftables on that. Well, well, Elijah Vera Tucker's got a lot of hype. He's my top guy. Me I too. have him as like a borderline seventh. Rounder. I could see a path to him moving up the board, but I think he's overhyped. I don't know if it's yeah. just because he's at USC. I think he was a big recruit. He he. I thought he was a pretty interesting power, like a power yep. guard. Apparently, they like might the, move him to left tackle now. I don't think that would. I which well. I don't get at all because I think his holes are his footwork. Yeah. I don't think he's a great athlete, so I I think it was it sounded like it's just a case of he is their best offensive lineman. Let's just stick my left tackle, which I don't think is a smart way to operate. But hey, yeah, and I like he had some whiffs with his eyes where he's just not blocking anyone. So you don't you don't want that attack. No. Uh, hey, Washington guard Jackson Kirkland, really really fucking big. <laughs> Washington's always got like a big off. It's line. weird. He's six seven, like three thirty, and like. Yeah, all they do is have. I mean, there there are uh, a lot of programs only recruit certain size at positions, which I think makes sense to some extent. But that like really pigeonhole you down the line. <laughs> you can like um, what's his name? Michigan State's head coach from Colorado. Uh, Tucker. Yeah, Mel Tucker was talking about how they, like they don't recruit linemen under six five or something. That's great. And then you look at Hawaii; all their linemen are under three hundred pounds. Well, hey. There's an island time, baby. Yeah, island time's different. You don't have to lift. Sick. Uh, did you like the interior in the group? Wait a second, AJ. Oh, <sighs> fuck. Sorry. Ah! Those are the screams I used to make. When I had to read this ad alone, it was even worse of me pretending to scream, but, like, not really. And you knew your neighbors were listening the whole time? Yeah. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, yeah, Manscaped. Your, for your neighbors don't hear those uh, screams now that you got Manscaped yeah. in the shower anymore. Thanks for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Tell me what that means. Multiple. I don't, still don't know what that means. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped's just for dudes. Accidents are finally a thing of the past, though. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. 
This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced Whoa. skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. I, I don't know who's spending that long, but respect. The water, I am. Okay. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming. Yeah, you can. so you can take an hour and a half shower in the dark. That's, that's what I do. It's well how, this is how it works. That's sick. I'm, I'm, I'm in the shower for an hour and a half. I'm completely shaved, and I had multiple peaks. And you, the, and you're in the dark. Did you mention that part? Yeah, no, I didn't. But yeah, there's an LED. I don't have that one. Send me that one, Manscapes. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show, yeah. So once an hour and a half's up, you can charge it for a bit, and then go back stay in, in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I stay in the whole time. Just prune right up. <laughs> show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself, and they aren't kidding. Well, for, personally, for me, I wrote my story, and my wife was about to leave me because when we go for our hour and a half dark showers, showers. I wasn't able to yeah. shave. But now I can, and she stayed. So, you need to try this out for yourselves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Honestly, I might I might order one. Just I'm just put that out there. But I, I mean, we we have Manscaped 2.0s and they're amazing. But, but I there's no light. I'll get the 3.0. I know it's annoying. I do love to shave in the dark. So. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to see what's going on. You know what else you like to do in the dark? Gamble your money Gamble? away <laughs> at BetOnline.ag. AJ's the I type of gambler sit- who who doesn't mm-hmm. watch the the games no. that the money's on, just bets. Them. I'm just in a pitch black room drinking a bottle of whiskey, no glass, waiting for the money to roll in. <laughs> Wait, just look. Do you know how how uh, I guess yeah? Let's say how alpha you have to be to gamble on games you don't plan on watching. Like that's so crazy to me. That okay? I know people do that. Me and too. DJ and shit. Yeah. No, but the no. Hey, don't speak negative. Thanks, no, no, sorry. Thanks, BetOnline.ag. You pay, you pay us enough money to get beer, so it's pretty cool. That's true. Uh, so beer's on me next time uh, I'm home, AJ. And then we can gamble on games we don't plan on watching. Thanks to BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Okay. Interior defensive line. It's a solid group. Uh, it's okay. I don't I think there's any world beaters. Who's your top guy? Levi Onwuzuriki. Me too, Rob. I pounded the table for him last year. Uh, I, I don't think he made the leap. I hoped, but like he's still good. I'm still hope that he can make that another leap. Hear me leap. out. Hear me out. I think game to game he was inconsistent because I watched the Oregon game. I was like, this guy's awesome. Then I watched the Washington State game, and they had him predominantly playing nose tackle, which yeah, is not yeah. what he should be playing. He should be playing five no. tech or three tech in, a, in a, even front. And so, like, I think that kind of worked against him. I think they like, almost used him as the, like, the the move-around piece to plug different holes that their defense... Because yeah. their defense was obviously had an off year. 
and he was like kind of the filler guy for them to make up for holes in certain spots. So I think this is the like I think he could really have a breakout this year. I I do too. I stepped out last year, and I'm glad you're making excuses. Um, but yeah, uh, when they use him right, it's like like you said he's kind of inconsistent game to game. He's even inconsistent snap to snap, and you see the flashes of him being kind of like a. Like a gap shooter, like a big time yeah, athleticism. He, like he's really explosive, short areas. Yeah. He plays with really good leverage. And okay, I think also in the Oregon game, I think there's like a, I think it was a quick screen. You know, one of those stupid Oregon things. He <laughs> he gets out so fast. Like you see the motor, the athleticism makes a play on like a wide receiver. So again, the flash is all there. He's my top guy, and I do think he can take another step. Yeah, and, and the, the the problem with um. Like them sticking him at nose tackle and stuff. He was just like taking on yeah. double teams all day. And like he's not a great run defender. Like he he struggles sometimes to, to anchor down and hold the point. Yeah, again, it's inconsistent there. Like sometimes you see it and sometimes you don't. And but you it, see it's him, definitely inconsistent. And you want to see him develop the pass rush repertoire a little more where it's not just winning with the explosiveness just and, and leverage. You want to see yeah. him use, use some combo moves and kind of get his hands going a little bit more. Yeah, but I, I like I think he was definitely the best guy with the most upside in this group. I I 100% agree, and like six TFLs, two sacks last year, kind of like the same numbers in 2018. I want to hope and say those numbers take a big jump. I, I do think you can get to the quarterback, like if he if he puts all yeah, like well, that's a thing. Like again, like you said, it's I said game to game, you said snap to snap, or like even series to series. It's like sometimes <laughs> he looks like he could be like. Maybe even a borderline, like a borderline, like top forty pick. Yeah, no, like um. And then other oh times God, he disappears. Who's the Texas A and M uh, interior defensive lineman from last year? I'm blanking. Oh, um, from this year. Yeah, I know who you mean. I can't think of his name. <laughs> wow, we're bad. Uh, he reminds me of him almost, and like I, uh, <laughs> it's not, don't even say his name. Where it's like the flashes are there, but uh, Justin Matabuki. Thank you. Um, the, the I can only there. think of Daylon Mack. <laughs> it's a complete opposite. But, but yeah, where Matabuki, like, actually, we watched him this time last year. He felt a little more um, upside y and complete, but, like, it's the same idea, and he, he kind of did put it together and got, what, what do you go, 71st or something like that? I don't know. I couldn't even uh, think of his name. I just checked, so. <laughs> But yeah, he, he kind of feels like that. I do. I don't know. I hope he takes a big step. I liked him. I, I actually dropped him a bit from last year, but I, I still. It's kind of just disappointment that he didn't make the step. I agree. Um, other than him, who who's your two? Uh, I have the USC Tefali, but I was disappointed by him. I have Jordan Scott number two. I, I've Scott three. Um, I have Tefali two or three. Uh, I both well was. With Scott, I think like, there's just kind of like you know what he is. He's going to be a nose yeah. tackle. Yep. Um, not a huge amount of upside with the nose tackle, but he, he's a he's a good mover in space for a nose tackle. Yeah. He flashes a bit of a wiggle. That's yeah. the word I kind of like to use. He can – he's got a lot of um, power at the point. He, he wins with good leverage, and he's kind of that perfect squatty build. I, he reminds me a little bit of DJ Reader and – he, to me, he's more like a, a later day three type nose tackle as opposed to like you know a, a later day two I, guy. I, I and it's that. almost like you just shouldn't draft a guy who's just going to be a nose tackle before day three anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, that's how I feel. And um, Tefeli's a little more interesting because I, I, like, I think the upside's there's there. more upside with him as a pass rusher. Yeah, um, he uh, 
There are some, like, he's really, really inconsistent. Where it's like, I, it's, I thought yes. he looked bad against Notre Dame. But then I thought he looked pretty good against Utah. And there's, like, there was f- a lot of flashes of he could be a really disruptive guy who can he can play kind of 3-1 nose. He can play yeah. all the spots. Cause he's 6'3", 315. Like, he's really well built. And he's, he, like, he's strongly built. Like, and he's a good mover for that size. But, uh. Like you said, just inconsistent as hell. But the flashes of the pass rush are there. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the other two guys I watch are Mustafa Johnson and uh, Osa Adigizuwa from UCLA. I I don't understand the Mustafa Johnson. I, I don't see too much hype, but I I, I didn't like him last year. And he I put up don't, don't he like put him. up big numbers as a sophomore, and then he fell off as a junior. But like I don't know. To me, he's a maybe a day three five tech type of guy with some athleticism and a bit of. But he he has a good motor, but like he gets moved yeah. in the run game, and I don't yeah. I don't like they think he's like a natural five tech. And that's what I was gonna say. They play him at five, but like it feels like he doesn't have a natural home on yeah. the D line. To be that, honest, that's why I think he'd be a like he's a depth guy at the next level. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he brings enough disruptiveness to be a three, and I don't think Agreed. he can lock down as a five. With Osa Adi yeah, I think he's gonna be the type of guy who goes late day three and just plays a long career as like um a rotational defensive lineman fair enough he, yeah. he just uh, plays really good leverage really good motor holds a point pretty well yeah. he's a natural more of a natural five tech than mustafa johnson fair enough yeah uh moving to edge you said that they disappointed you a bit i liked uh hamilcar rashad rashad hamilcar i have like a i like think a maybe I, it's kind of potential with him. Like I got like a. I think he can make a huge leap. I do too. Right now I got a late day uh, two. No, yeah, late day two, early day three. But oh, like, I have a late day three. Okay, I know. Oh, I like him a lot more. I just like you. You like the athleticism with him. Um, he's re- yeah. He's he's twitched up. He plays really fucking hard. Yeah, I, I like that. I, um, see, I'm kind of you projecting. S- like he is six two two thirty eight, but he put up big numbers last 6'4", year. Six four two thirty eight. Is he? Or well, that's what Oregon two? State says. I don't know. Okay, Maybe. so he's 6'3". Let's split the difference and say 6'3". Um, yeah, so y- you're kind of unsure. of Is he a Sam who can stick his hand yeah. in the dirt on passing downs? Is he a true 3-4 outside edge? Because st- stands up a lot, yeah. mainly, to be honest. And you see some um, flashes of, of the hands. See, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty raw. Like, his hands definitely need to work. Uh, need work. But he, he he plays with good leverage, I thought. Um, yeah. You know what I want to say? He uses length really well. Yeah. Like, he, he plays with, uh, like, he, he holds a point. Um, he sets the edge pretty well. And, like, see, I think there's some get, flashes of speed to the, power. The, the, he can get washed in, in the run game a little bit because he just doesn't yeah. have a lot of um, a lot of weight to him. You kind of yeah, you want to see him add about 10 pounds, I think. Yeah. Like if he's let's say he is six three, like six three two fifty, and if to be a he's true different. edge, to be a true edge. Otherwise, I think he's if he if he, he might just be a Sam, but um, he's interesting. I, I also wanted to see more bend and more just winning with a speed rush. Yeah, that's true. Like I, I think like he exposes his chest a lot, especially with a swim. He uses the swim a lot. And yeah, kind of gets washed there. You, yeah, that's what you kind of like. You want to see him kind of develop. I think if he could, if he could um, get a rip and dip going, or I mean, I, I'm just a sucker for a swipe move. Um, yeah. 
so like swipe club like he just needs to kind of start string like adding more and stringing these moves together because you yeah. got the explosion which is kind of where it all starts right and again productive uh, productive as hell last year yeah like, oh yeah big time TFL's 14 sacks no he's a lot of fun to watch um I, I, I like him I, uh, I think there's a path to him becoming the next Bud Dupree that's my call <laughs> that's big I like that uh did you have try on that I was so disappointed I have a day three grade on him, but yeah, it was it was kind of disappointing. Like he's like, he's massive, and he's athletic. He just I don't think yeah. he like he just doesn't. He's he's stiff, and mm-hmm. he just doesn't seem to like have any pass rush moves. Yeah, he definitely needs to develop that, and he just needs to be more consistent overall. And also, like like what is he? He's six five two sixty or something. Yeah, like that. he's massive. Uh, and, like, he, he doesn't use his length as well as you think. Like, he uses it well to kind of clean up in the run game, and he's good, like, from the backside in the run game. But uh, struggles staying on the edge, which you don't like yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's all, like he, I he's think got, he's so, so freaking raw. He needs a lot, a lot of yeah. coaching in terms of how to pass rush. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's still got two more years of eligibility. So You want to jump the linebackers? Yeah. Uh, I like I this know. group. It's an okay group. Yeah, really. Kwani Dang is so interesting. Apparently, it's Coin. Coin, and he's also my my top linebacker. I don't know. That's what I read. Okay, yeah. I believe you. Six six two fifty. He looks like a, a spider. <laughs> he is so long. I don't know if you re- uh, like read anything about him. He like he he's only played football a couple years. He was a basketball player. That's why he came to America. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then a Juco transfer yeah, and then, just last year, right? Yeah, and he played basketball in Juco, too, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he, so he's always super, super raw, but he's yeah. massive, and he's he's got so much range, and he's... I, I get really excited about a linebacker that long, and he, he also is a pretty good pass rusher, which I think is really interesting. Like, he looks yep. like... He, he's a Sam that could be... He's gonna get compared to Anthony Barr because of this. The, there's a lot of similarities there in terms of size and um, kind of being able to do a little bit of pass rush. And uh, he's just the instincts are what you worry about, and he needs to do a better job of playing stronger and taking on blocks. But you, you know, I thought at that at, to that point, he uses length pretty well. He does. And, and there's sometimes where he'll he'll also like he'll shoot a gap and, and kind of. Yeah. Make the play backside almost uh, yeah. because he's so long and athletic. I, I don't know. I For think someone, there's just so much upside there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I said, top top linebacker in the conference easily. Um, I do think like like you said, raw, but like he's pretty good at working through the traffic and like finding the ball carrier and like like the instincts. Yeah, a bit of hit or miss, but the length and the athleticism just let him make up ground and make up for it. It's he, he's definitely the most interesting in the group. Yeah. Um, I had Jaha Woods from Washington State as my second guy. He is. I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed. He's super explosive and plays really hard. Uh, I don't think he knows how to drop in coverage. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, I don't. I don't know if they coach the way he was dropping, but it did. Not, it was not a proper zone drop. Um, and his instincts are kind of. Like mm-hmm. he's a lot of just guessing and just playing really hard and. 
athletically, but I, I don't know. He's really aggressive. I think he's, he's he put up numbers last year too, and I think he'll do it again. But he's a guy who kind of there's a lot of like kind of just guys who I'm like I can see a path to them being interesting. Yeah, yeah. But Dang um, Dang's the only one who I thought uh, was actually good. Well, like there I I mean he but he's a guy who I think could be like if he took the leap I think he could like he could be like a, a top fifty pick. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent you can see that. Uh, I heard some good things about Merlin Robertson, the Arizona State linebacker, and I wasn't very impressed. Me neither. Um, uh, I, the, the, I still love Nate Lamb and baby. He he he's. I mean, I think he's like a James Lauren. Him and uh, Colin Schooler, they just make a yeah. lot of tackles. The the like day three potential. Lam, yeah. Lamman's a fantastic tackler. I think it's a rugby background, but he's not a yeah, great athlete. Um, no. And then. With uh, with Schooler, I love. I think Schooler's a good tackler, but his lack of length can lead to some yeah. missed tackles. And but he's got good instincts. But he's a very not great athlete. But he's super aggressive. So I enjoyed watching both those guys. But I don't think either of them are like bang the table for type dudes. No, 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 no. But no. they're both I, like they're both fun. Um, yeah, like I think like Landman can get himself drafted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Fox, Fox still kind of interesting. Yeah, I was about to say Fox, my boy, just because he does all these weird things. He like he'll play edge, he'll play overhang, he'll play like a regular teams, off ball. Baby. He's doing all these different things. He's clearly a very good athlete. So he's yeah. he's a guy who I think st- a path to being a late day three special teams. Yeah, linebacker, maybe. And the USC linebacker play guillotine. Teote, I don't know how to say his name. He was a big recruit big, with a lot. Yeah, and he's a. I think he's a really good tackler. Yeah. Um, but he's just like he. There's a lot of hype behind him. He just isn't there yet. I don't know. That's. I feel like that's the story of most USC guys. Uh, and then who else? Devin Lloyd. I thought there's a. He he's only a true junior, and he he seems pretty athletic. And he's got some good length to him. Um. But the instincts and the, and the coverage were kind of a question for me there. And then Cameron Good, the Cal linebacker, he's a mm-hmm. maybe a Sam just because they haven't played like an actual edge role. But I don't think he can do that in the NFL. <laughs> it's like Robertson; he plays a lot of like edge. It's weird. Um, kind of an interesting. Like Dang is clearly the the cream of the crop, but then the rest are kind of just funny and interesting. Yeah, I think that's just the story of the Pac-12. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay, you want to do the corners? I think this is the best group of corners in the country. I think there are one, two, three, four, five, six guys who could be first, second, third round picks of the, Holy fuck, of okay. the corners. Who's your, who's your top guy? Elijah Molden. Um, I, I mean, he, he's following the the path of the Buda Bakers and the Byron Murphys yep. with just his instincts are off the off the charts. He's ultra aggressive. Yep. He played a true nickel role last year. I don't know if they're gonna put him outside this year. That'd be interesting. I think Would he, you? He, I don't think I would just because especially with Lake staying there too, like they they use yeah. that nickel spot as a weapon and I think you could get a yeah. lot out of him. See it's kinda interesting, like if they if they put him outside like it I don't know. It could help his stock a lot, or it could hurt him. Like again, I, I like him a lot too, but I, uh, I, int- I think he excels. Yeah. Like he, his instincts are just so great, and his mm-hmm. click and close, and he. I think he's at his best press man, and I don't know. I didn't have a ton of questions with him. Like obviously, there's the size thing, and he's playing a lot of nickel, but that's it though. Like that's the only really thing, and like it's the next Jair Alexander. <laughs> yeah, playing playing nickel isn't. 
a knock. Anymore. But it will be for the NFL, I think. Still. It will be. It shouldn't be, but it, it, yeah, I know. They'll wake up eventually, Rob. So he's your number like one. The, is he your number one as well? I, yeah, he's the best. Um, Who's your two? I I don't. I still kind of like a Debo. I I lower on him. I I'm lower. Like obviously it was an inconsistent year, but like I still think he's clearly a day two guy. I think you get him in a press zone. He's like yeah. he really fit. Like I I actually comped him to Shaq Griffin on the Seahawks, where he's really oh, interesting, really good in press. Is on, like press zone. Um, like he flips his hips pretty well. I yep. I, I don't think he's like an, an excellent athlete or anything. So the explosiveness question. He's got good ball skills. Um, I think if you just put him in the right position, he can be a starter in the NFL. Though. Yeah, I, like I have a fourth on him right now, but I could definitely see him being like a easily top one hundred pick. Mm. Like you said, he's just like uh, not the greatest athlete, but he he sticks well. He mirrors well in man. Like he's pretty fluid too with the hips. Um, he's pretty tough, and like you see some bursts when he just sticks his foot and goes to the ball. But like, I don't know. I I, I was really high on him last summer. I, I he, well, he was really good him. as a fr- retro freshman. Like he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. but I, I still do like him, and I definitely see a path to being a top one hundred pick. Who's um, your third guy? Uh, I have a. Uh, oh wow, I'm blanking. Oregon. Which one? <laughs> Uh, Le, not Graham. Diamodori Lenoir, my third guy yeah. as well. I love him. Yeah, he's one of my Thank favorite you. players. Uh, reminds me a lot of Desmond King, where it's like, oh, he he's he's almost a stocky corner. See that that whole Oregon secondary is so interesting. Like it's so like it's pretty fluid. You know what I mean? They all play all over the place. I, exactly. They're yeah. all like pretty physical players. And willing yeah. tacklers, yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like, I mean, they might have five guys drafted from or six guys drafted from the secondary in the next two years, um, which crazy. is Brady, Brady Reed safety ones. So. Yeah, of course. But yeah, with Lenoir, he reminds me of Desmond King in that like he, I don't think he's a super explosive athlete or anything, um, mm-hmm. but he he's he's got uh, he's a very physical player around the last scrimmage. He can he can play he he mirrors pretty well in man. Um, and he's got good eyes in zone. Uh, I think his hips are, are pretty impressive uh, yeah. for a, a stockier type of corner. And I, I don't know. I, I, I just I think he's a starting NFL nickel. Yeah, and no, I do too. And his stock. Well, it's so early; it's hard to say stock. But his hype is kind of like feels all over the place. It's yeah. like it will, uh, either people love him or don't. Yeah, like him. Uh, I, I also think with him, like he, this he's not like again not the biggest in terms of height, but he he's. He he matches up well with bigger guys. Yeah, I mean five eleven, two hundred three. I I always like when corners are over two hundred pounds. To be honest. Well, it's interesting because with Thomas Graham, the other Oregon corner, who's my yeah. fourth here, um, he's about he he he. I mean, he's ten pounds lighter, but he looks much smaller. Uh, I think he's a much like a more explosive athlete. He's really smooth hipped. Um, but with him, I think he's better as a. Uh, an off corner, yeah. Where because he he can struggle with the size. That's what they contrast each other really well. Because Graham <laughs> Graham can handle the more athletic, uh, fluid guys, and uh, Lenoir handles more the the bigger guys. But both can play outside. Both can play inside. Both tackle it's, really well. I, I've got yeah. comps for them both. I said Lenoir's was Desmond King for Thomas Graham. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Casey Hayward. 
Wow, that's a pretty big comp. Well, I, like I, it. I think I think both those guys can be day two picks. Yeah, and then Holland's probably already a day two pick, and it's pretty. It's, Holland, it's a Holland's a top eight. ten pick. I'm. You have a top ten grade on him already. We'll get no, to him later. But uh, okay, he could be. I, I I still got more corners to talk about though. Uh, oh, you, I know you like the Arizona State corner. I didn't. Get I to, love Jack Jones. Okay, Lucas was disappointing to me because I know there's good things, but give me give me Jack Jones. Does Lucas have hype? I I have him as a late day three. I do too. I, I thought there was. Maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know. I oh, he was like a Walter football first round pick like four years ago. <laughs> I swear I still saw. That. <laughs> I, I think I think Lucas is like a solid off zone corner. Yeah, that's not like late day three. I got yeah. seventh round good on him. Yeah, he's not super give me, fit, give me not Jack super Jones. physical, and but pretty good hit. No. Uh, okay, Jack Jones. So. He's he's five nine one seventy one, so and small. he's very small, but you don't even notice it. He is I, very his feet might be uh, of all the corners I've watched so far, um, the best feet in the class. Interesting. I I, I watching Lucas. Uh, he Jack Jones kept looking better well, than Lucas did. So. He's a USC transfer who. I, th- I think he transferred because of some off-field stuff, but... I think it was academic, oh, okay, and now he's, like, on the honor roll. Oh, it was! It was! I remember! Because he was, like, he was a five-star recruit. I remember when all the shit went down. I didn't realize that was him. I don't give a shit about academics. Oh, no. And now he's killing it, so who cares? I yeah. mean, it's a... Well, pe- honestly, well, that's, a, I, that's a plus. I tweeted a clip of him. Someone, like, tweeted at me, like, oh, he's, like, like implying he's a bad person. So I wasn't sure what the off-field stuff was, but it's academics. I do not care. Um, so here, here's – I think he's a fantastic man cover corner who can play press. He can play off. Despite his size, he can play press. And I think despite his size, he can hang on the outside. And that's why he reminds me of J.C. Jackson where he's just playing a lot big, oh. bigger. Like he he's playing so much bigger. J.C. Jackson plays so much bigger than he is that the Patriots list him at 6'1 when he's 5'9". Um <laughs> And his click and close is unbelievable. His feet are awesome. He's a really good athlete. I think the size is obviously going to be what holds him back to some extent. But like day two for sure is what I'm thinking. If if he continues the way he has, that's interesting. Can, can I? This is a tangent. And this show's already long. But uh, with JC Jackson, we love okay. the Pac-12. It's going to be three hour show. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, okay. So I think I had like a fifth or I think I had a sixth on J.C. Jackson or something like that, right? Clearly went undrafted, and he's been way better than a six-round pick. Is that a hit or a miss? That's a good question. That I will pull it up and find the. I would get. I think if if you if they oh okay, it's that's a tough question. It, right? it is because I think in theory that shouldn't be a hit, but no, it shouldn't. but you were more right than the NFL. I, I had a fifth round. Just if you're more right than the NFL, then I think we have to claim it as a hit. That's what I feel like too. So you can claim it as a hit. It's just not like the biggest flexible hit. Like you don't want to. It's like I, I'm wrong, but I was more right than the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyways, um, do you like Cam Bynum at all? I think he he's a really smart. Like I don't think he's a very good or a great athlete or anything, but I think he's a really yeah, smart zone zone corner. Yeah, like definitely just an okay athlete. Like, but the hips are kind of nice, and he's he's another two hundred pounder. So, I, and I'm wondering if maybe he makes a switch to safety. 
That's really interesting. Because I, I think I, he, he he's very so, so much better in zone, and he he's got good yeah. eyes, and he has got good instincts, and he's obviously a, a, a willing def, uh, run defender, S- solid tackler, and yeah, yeah it's just the overall athleticism is the big question, and his <laughs> fluidity, and so I, I Kel's think, secondary has been kind of like their their guys have been kind of weird the last like with this past class and buying them. It's yeah, they're kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, any more corners? So it moved, uh. No, we already did Lucas. I'm good. But yeah, that's interesting with Bynum. I like that idea. Mm. Um, okay, safeties. I Javon Holland's like my favorite player in the world. I knew he would be. Uh, what's the stop? He's my top safety. He so. he. I mean he he plays like he reminds me of Mika Fitzpatrick at Alabama because he's called I, a I safety, he but that. he's really just a big nickel. A nickel, like like sometimes safety. You, actually, you see him outside on occasion too, which is interesting. Yeah, well, and that comes back to what you said earlier about the Oregon secondary. They all move around. Yeah. Um. Like he, okay, how can I put this? Like I think he's like good in man for a safety, but not great for a nickel. Like yeah, no, that's why I I, that I think he would be better off being a true safety. Yeah, but who can come down and yeah, like cover like tight t- ends you, in the slot? No like, problem. Like he's a more of a natural two deep safety, but like he can also play some single high. He can come down, match and he up play with in tight the ends. He's more of a yeah. matchup player if anything. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I wouldn't want him being stuck at nickel against like a really good slot receiver. Yeah, like I, a quicker guy or a faster guy. I wouldn't want that. But like uh, he's he's. Like you, I think that's that's perfectly put. He's like a matchup guy, and I, like if I'm putting him against tight ends, I've got no issue. Mm. If we're if he's in the box playing the run, I got absolutely no issue. He's a strong run defender, good tackler, and then like like I mean, going to the make a thing, like he's got the ball skills, he's got the instincts, he's got yeah. the eyes. Yeah, I have a second round, a firm second round grade yeah. on, which is big for the summer. Me too. I uh, like I I have a second round grade on him, and he is ninth on my board. Okay. <laughs> Which is funny to say at this point, but I could definitely see him being a first round pick. Yeah, for, but again, for the record, I, gonna, only, I only have seven first round grades right now. I I, I have like very few, but I, I'm doing this along with the listeners. So, um, what's I gonna say? Oh, I wonder if he's gonna get knocked for being not a true position, quote unquote, by the NFL. Well, Minka was a little bit mm, that he fell to eleven. You're right, but I, I like. Like, if Mika Fitzpatrick was at any other school, he would have went later, even later, right? Maybe not any other so, school. Like, if he was okay. at LSU, I don't think he would have. But or Ohio like, State, let's say yeah. he wasn't in the SEC or at Ohio State or Clemson. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe, yeah. Falls to probably the mid 20s. That's just a, such a stupid hypothetical, but you get my point. Yeah, I understand what you mean for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I think for me, like Holland doesn't really have any holes. Like, there's obviously he can get better in certain yeah. aspects of man coverage, and I don't necessarily think he's the most agile nickel in the world. But as a matchup player, like I, I don't know, you can play yeah. him anywhere from single high to deep nickel overhang. Uh, he he can play outside if he has to. That's not ideal. But he can also play linebacker, like dime linebacker. Yeah. He fills in in the box. He's a extremely like he's not to the Minka Fitzpatrick level that Minka was at when he came in no. at Alabama. He was, but second. also he was a sophomore last year. Yes, so. yeah, I, I I love him. Um, my second. Wait, s- sorry, is Minka your comp for Holland? I just yeah, to know. for like okay, loosely. 
Like all these comps do, do, I, I shout out are loose right now. I know. Do you have a secondary comp? Because I uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but Charles Woodson. <laughs> that was my Minka comp. Holy fuck! I forgot about that. Minka's like my favorite player ever. I know he is. I gotta and order that. How jersey. happy were you when he when he became a Steeler? Yeah. Hey, they they could have drafted like fucking I don't know who they would have. Tra- they could have drafted this year. Yeah, and if they didn't trade that 18th or whatever for Minka, they could have got. Uh, what safety is more of a linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Muse in the first yeah, round. They could have got Tanner Muse. That'd be sick. Okay. Who would have the Steelers taken? Let's do. Let's talk about this for forty-five minutes. They probably wouldn't have even taken a safety because they'd been like, we just but, drafted Terrell Evans. Would they have just taken Chase on? Do you think? No, I don't know. This doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Save it for the hypothetical show. Okay, my second safety is also from Oregon, named Verone McKinley the third. Who is okay? He's weird because I I didn't know whether to put him at corner or safety, because he he lines up at nickel and safety. Him and Holland are both all over the place. I just whole group is. I put I put in brackets matchup player. He similarly to Holland, like he just moves all over the place. Um, He right now he's only coming off a redshirt freshman year, so like I don't really think he's going to come out or anything after his redshirt sophomore year, but. He's yeah. a guy who I think could be an absolute weapon as a nickel in the NFL down the road. It's it's crazy how much talent is in this Oregon secondary. And Brady Breeze. Brady. And Nick Pickett. Nick Pickett's going to carve it an eight-year career as a special team. <laughs> Brady Breeze in the bowl game was amazing. I'm uh, sorry, not the bowl game, the, the championship game, the Pac-12 championship mm. game. It was the best. It was the best game of football I've ever seen from a safety rep. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> McKinley, um, uh, he's 5'10", he's 192. Uh, he's not the greatest tackle in the world, but he's an aggressive player. Uh, I think he's got good feet, and he's an explosive downhill athlete. I want to see him kind of develop some more ball skills, do a better job when the ball is in the air. But I, he, he can match up man um, with slots, and he can play. T- he played a lot too deep as uh, um, when they were playing uh, cover two, it just mm-hmm. as a, a downfield house play. Like, I think... His versatility is really interesting for a young DB. Did you like USC's Talonia Hafanaga, who is people are calling Trey Palmolder up? Well, the funny thing is, the other safety at USC is Trey Palmolder's cousin, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Isaiah Pola Mao. Um, but I do like Hafanga as a box safety. Um, super mm-hmm. physical, really great tackler. Really involved in the run game, kind of reminds me of Ronnie Harrison when he's coming out of Alabama, where he's not a dynamic cover safety, but he's kind yeah. of like the lunch pail safety that could complement the Minka Fitzpatrick type of safety opposite him. And uh, right now, I think he's a day three guy, and, and yeah. I, I would like to see. Like, I don't think he's a great like. I don't think he's a great athlete. And, his range and fluidity are a question for me, but hey, boy, is he looking to knock heads. Was well, only coming off his true sophomore year, too. So. Yeah, but I, I do like him. Do you? Uh, I got I got a late day three on him, too. And then the other safety is actually Troy Palomo's cousin, 6'4", 205. Like I said, Isaiah Pola Mao. Um, he's uh, he kind of similar to Hafanga in the way that like yeah. he's really aggressive. Uh, I... 
same same kind of boat though where I don't think he's a boxy type yeah like well he even less so like Hafanga's built where Paul Mao's like really tall and thin um mm-hmm. and could afford to add some weight uh and I, I just kinda, I don't know they they neither was asked to do a ton in coverage USC's yeah. a weird defense though they like all these guys are like huge recruits and Outside of Drake Jackson, no one's like actually a first round talent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you have anybody it's else a, you want to talk about before we uh, jump? To uh, not really. Other than Brady Breeze of the goat, that's all I'll say. Brady Breeze, Daniel Sorensen, got it noted. Our favorite player in the NFL. Exactly. So yeah. Okay, who's who's your Pac-12 offensive player of the year pick? Guess what, Rob? Both both of mine are not uh, upperclassmen, so. We didn't talk about them. I got Slovis winning OPOI. I okay, struggled well, the, between uh, him and... Fuck, I forgot that's how we're supposed to do it. Mine is also Caden Slovis now. Who, okay, out of this group, who do you have? I was going to pick CJ Verdell. That's probably the right pick. Uh, I think I'll agree with you, but Frank Darby's the breakout player. Uh, and Caden Slovis Daniel... will actually win it. Yeah, I, I, like, it was kind of a tough choice between uh, JT Daniels and Keenan Slovis. But uh, no spoilers. I think USC wins the division, so I kind of gave it to Slovis. Oh, really? Okay. Plus, oh, coming oh, off the okay, worst we'll recruiting class in the history of UFC, USC football. Yeah, but there's there's talent. I don't know. I the the South is shit. The Pac-12 is kind of bad. Oregon, Oregon's, Oregon's gonna win. Oregon's defense. I, I, Oregon's I, the clear champ. I've got like, Oregon uh, over USC. Something's oh, yeah, horribly too. wrong if it's not those two in the championship. I like I. I could see Arizona State pushing USC, but I, I don't think it happens. I also have Oregon over USC. Um, who's your Oregon is like, yeah. Who, who, who's your Pac-12 defense player of the year? We gotta wrap this up. It's almost been two hours. Kayvon Thibodeau. That also makes sense. Mine's Javon Holland because I forgot. But <laughs> yeah, I think those Slovis and Thibodeau those, are the smart. Those two. Those two. Yeah, uh, I agree. Did you do a Pac-12 city of the week? No, but it's clearly Eugene. Okay, good. Where else would it be? So I've got Eugene, Oregon, home Watson Stadium, and the Oregon Ducks. Notable Eugene, Oregon people. I only pick three alum and three people. Uh, the people are Danny Ainge, uh, okay. Isaac Brock, the lead singer of Modest Mouse, and Courtney Love. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. pretty good, right? My notable Sick. alumni are Dan Fouts, Phil Knight of Nike. Of course. And actor Sam Elliott. Really? I wouldn't have thought that. It I would think him as a sound like he didn't graduate, but it said he attended, so I would have pictured Sam Elliott as like a big uh Texas guy. I would have said like Wyoming. <laughs> I can see Sam Elliott and uh, Matthew McConaughey parting it up on the sideline. Watch this watch this transition. Speaking of Texas, tune in next week when we ta- tackle Whoa. the big twelve prospects in that conference there eh? that that was a hell of a transition uh hook them i know you did